Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you into Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. My name is Greg Frank. You can find me on gambling Twitter at Undercover Greg. As the NFL season is now just nine days away, we record on Tuesday morning, August the 31st. One week from Thursday, things get underway in Tampa with the Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so we're obviously talking a lot of football, as we have been most of the month. Uh, and we have another guest to do that now as we bring on Claudia Belfato from WinBet uh, to talk about their exciting partnership with Blue Wire and a lot of the cool, neat offerings that you can get over at their book that you're not going to be able to find at a lot of other shops. Claudia, thanks a lot for joining us. Again, you can follow her at TV on Twitter. Claudia, how are you doing? Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Some, uh, it's a crazy morning with the news coming out uh, from Foxborough, but <laughs> it's a good morning nonetheless. Good Tuesday. Happy yeah, day. so I think it is kind of timely as much as we've been kind of uh, and apologies, just kind of throwing you around a little bit with when we were going to get you on. It works out where we bring you on here on a Tuesday morning, right when the Patriots release Cam Newton. Uh, your Boston girl grew up just just outside of the area you were telling me before we jumped on so uh that's the best thing about the audio format that i like is you can do things like this and just kind of shoot the breeze a little bit before you get into the nitty-gritty and i suppose this is the nitty-gritty for you too tell me a little bit about how you what you think happened here obviously there was some uh some kind of push-pull like stuff going on with cam and the pats last week and mac was having a good camp like do you think it was kind of a combination of everything yeah, I mean, I'm about to get in with some people on Twitter right now because they're coming back like, I'm not surprised. How could you be surprised? First of all, anyone who's saying they're not surprised by this news is straight up lying because, A, Cam looked better than he did in the majority of games last year. I know it was preseason. Yeah, who had Matt Jones starting before Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Right, 100%. And, I mean, I'm not going to come out here and say he, Cam was going to start 
I mean, I had him like under six games unless he was doing terrible. Maybe they'd put Mac in like after three, but there was no way that they were going to start Mac. I mean, Belichick even said several times that Cam was QB1, and I know the whole COVID situation, whatever, that kind of threw a wrench into things, but he was still getting more reps over Mac, and I, I don't think there was really a rush to throw Mac in there because Cam was available and he was capable and he was looking stronger and more accurate than he ever did last year. So I mean, this is shocking to me. Um, I think it's it's great in a way because it kind of just takes away that it was almost like an annoying topic. I don't know if it's just me because I watch too much SportsCenter and NFL Network, but that seemed like that's all people were talking about. It was going to be Cam or Mac. And so I'm sure that kind of created some sort of tension and annoyance on the team in general. So I feel like this definitely clears stuff up. Um, I don't know. My buddy just told me, actually, he said his buddy ran into Kraft in the Hamptons last week and he wouldn't stop talking about Mac Jones. And he said Cam was just a placeholder until he's ready. I, I right. mean, that, that's word of mouth, but still, we, we already kind of knew that, you know? So, like, it's not shocking that Cam is leaving. I just didn't think it was going to be this early. Like, why sign him for a year, you know, and then just let him go before week one? I'm shocked, but I'm a Pats fan, so I don't know if I'm biased. Yeah, well, I guess to maybe speak to your last point there, they had the 15th pick in the draft. Right. Remember, there was all the buzz about Mac Jones going three. And right. so maybe they didn't think that a quarterback was going to be there at number 15 and Cam was just the backup option that fell in their lap who they'd lock into a contract with before the draft. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you have a point. I, I'm just, I, yeah, I guess they were just waiting to see what both of them brought when it came to camp and preseason, but I'm excited. I think Mac is going to be a great quarterback. Um, it's exciting. I, I'm really curious to see what Cam does now. Like, where is he going to go? Yeah. I mean, it'll yeah. be interesting where he lands because, I mean, it's, as I said, August 31st, and we're nine days from the season. Right. It's almost impossible to think that anybody's going to bring him in to be their starting quarterback, right? So. Yeah. I, I don't even know, like, who. I mean, his former team, Carolina, just let go of Will Greer, but. I doubt yeah. he ends up back there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you could play this game all day. I mean, at this point, if I were him, I'd either just, like, become a running back or just get <laughs> out and, like, start a fashion line or something. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely known for the post-game press conference fashion. That's an interesting <laughs> point. Um, you know, one last thing on this that I, I wonder about, and you mentioned what Robert Kraft was saying to your friend or the word of mouth there. Yeah. Just from a... NFL like media coverage standpoint, you talked about how y all the buzz on SportsCenter, and, and that's the thing. I feel like August kind of rules the the media landscape with all this these rookie quarterbacks. You, you get this every year with ever, whoever the quarterback class is. Oh, how do they look in shorts and training camp? And how do they look in their preseason action? And it, it's like you can't get away from it. You can't turn on SportsCenter for more than 15 minutes without hearing about a Trey Lance training camp throw or something. And I wonder at all, like, do you think, like, how much do you think this creeps into the minds of teams? And are, are they able to just make the best decisions for themselves? Or do you think sometimes the teams themselves can succumb to this hype? Because we have seen, it's kind of the same pattern. I mentioned to you before we jumped on, I'm an Eagles fan. When they drafted Carson Wentz, right after the draft, it was Sam Bradford's our starter. Sam Bradford's our starter. And then 
boom, he gets traded right before the season starts to Minnesota because Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt. Maybe that's a different circumstance. But now Chicago's saying Andy Dalton's our starter. Andy Dalton's our starter. Well, he might get his ass kicked by the Rams in week one, and right. Fields could be out there week two. Like, I, I just feel like we go down this path all the time with the uh, veteran incumbents, our guy. They say that all offseason, and then by, like, week three, the rookie's in there. Yeah, I think because the mental side of the game is so big and with the amount of athletes I've talked to and even coaches and managers, they all say it's almost more important than the physical side of it. These guys are all playing pro ball. We all know that they're physically capable of it, but the mental side is huge. And and I know this plays a lot into with Newton as well, but from what I've known and, and when I worked in minor league baseball and I talked with managers over there, they even said, it's not like they'll start guys or, or put guys higher up in the lineup just like to make them feel better, but it does throw a guy off if you take him out. And this is something I brought up when I was talking with a buddy the other day before this Cam Newton news came out. Say you start Mac and he doesn't do great, you know, and he, and he feels the pressure and he kind of falls under it. And then you go to put Cam in. It's not like Cam's going to say, I don't want to go in, but there's definitely going to be that sort of, I hate the term chip on his shoulder because people overuse it all the time. But not even a chip on the shoulder. It's kind of like that mindset of, okay, I'm the backup, you know? Right. Um, so I think it definitely affects them in that way. And I think coaches definitely listen to the media. It's hard not to. They say that they they turn, they turn tune out the noise, and, you know, Belichick's known for that, just saying saying the least um, and then doing the most behind the scenes, as, sure. <laughs> as we know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the media, so, of course, I love it, but I think – we definitely overblow a lot of things and we it's hard not to look into preseason because we, we've been waiting for football to come for so long. So it's like, right. we're talking we're ourselves nitpick. into it being important. We're going to nitpick every single thing that happens. Um, but I think, you know, it's so fluid at this point that you can never really, that, that's why it's so hard when it comes to like futures, right? Because you could right. do a whole broke breakdown based around a certain quarterback and that could change as we see like, right before week one so that's what makes futures both fun but also difficult <laughs> well right and and specific to this news uh you you talked about the move on cam newton or excuse me on mac jones for the offensive rookie of the year well there probably were plenty of pats fans or people that just thought cam newton was washed that good on them maybe got ahead of this and mm-hmm. are holding a mac jones rookie of the year ticket at a much better price now yeah, I have a few of my friends who just said they drafted Mac in fantasy and they're like yeah. going off right now. I'm like, yeah, that's a good get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get into the specifics with you in the sports gambling space, I got to ask you too, being a Boston native, it is about to be September. Are the Red Sox going to hang on to that second wild card? I'm just hoping we get a Red Sox-Yankees wild card game and I don't really care who wins. I just want to see it. <laughs> Yes, first of all, I would love to see it as well. Uh, We need some revenge after that last series. But it's it's so hard for me with this team because at first, you know, it was like no matter who we're playing, we have that chance of coming back. I had them, you know, I I potentially was talking about them winning the World Series. I was really high on them because they looked super consistent. But as you know. For the season when people thought they weren't going to be that good. What's that? I said even going back to the before the season, because there wasn't a lot of buzz about the Red Sox before the yeah. season. It was all Yankees and Rays. Yeah, yeah. I, not huge 
preseason, but I think after, you know, like a month in or so, a few months in, we just, we looked great when it came to, right. you know, advanced stats and just offensive stats. We looked really good and we just fell off consistently um, in consistence. And I don't know, I, I'm going to say yes, I would love to see them take it because of course I would, but I also think that they can. Like when we look good, we look really good. Sure. But when we look bad, we just look terrible and we can't hit and we can't play defense. And it's just, you know, um, but I would love to see them. <laughs> I would love to see Bobby Dalbeck keep hitting home runs instead of, right. I, I mean, I think that's a problem too, is when you have some young players like that um, and, and it's kind of been in flux with some guys going back down to Worcester, but like with Bobby Dalbeck, it's easy changes, you know, like just play small ball. Stop trying to, hit moonshots every single right. time you up to up to bat, you know? And you can kind of see when they make small changes like that. So I don't know. I think we have a chance. Gotta <laughs> be it out. Yankees, bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So let's bring you on to talk a little more about why we wanted to have you, obviously working with WinBet. Before we get into you and, and the partnership with Blue Wire, just give us some background on your steps into the sports gambling space how'd you get started you know you have a cool little anecdote or did you just like sports and, and gambling followed yeah uh it, it's a long story so i'll try to make it short okay. but basically so i went to newhouse communication school only reason i went there was to do communications wanted to right. do sports broadcasting so started out in sports radio i was the only girl there got a little intimidated, moved into news and TV. Um, so basically did that the majority of my college career. And then by senior year, I was like, all right, I absolutely hate news. I want to get back into sports. So went back into full-time sports, did a minor league baseball gig out of school. And then I worked for um, my alma mater, actually, a year after that, being an in-game host and doing some reporting for them. So I was loving sports. And then I figured you know, let's do some local TV. Why not? And I get there in March. So it was supposed to be like a hybrid role, more sports than news. Of course, sports were not a thing anymore. So I ended up being a full-time news reporter, supposed to be there for two years. Couldn't do it. As I said, I already knew I hated news, so I had to get back out. So I was kind of in flux, not really sure what to do. And I had hosted some shows for The Athletic for their fantasy shows. And you know how fantasy and betting are usually pretty much intertwined. Intertwined, or right. Interested, yeah, and interested in one or interested in the other. So they asked me if I had ever done betting, and I I hadn't. I had knew some of it because my friend Ariel Epstein, she um, has a show on Sports Grid for MSG. So I had seen her, and she kept telling me to get into it. She went to Newhouse too, and I was on the fence just because I didn't really know what the future of it was. And she told right. me, and the guys at the Athletic told me it's about to blow up. So just get into it. So I literally just started listening to podcasts. I started reading up a majority. Like if you know sports, betting's not hard. People get really intimidated by it, but it's just learning the lingo. Sure. And when you, right. I mean, if you're going to look at odds and you don't know what anything means, if you don't know what a spread and a money line is, yeah, you're going to get confused. But once you learn those terms, it's super easy, you know? I'm not going to say easy. betting itself is not easy. <laughs> betting is just is really a toss up. Of course, you can find an edge and it makes a difference. But learning betting, I should say, is easier than people think. Um, and yeah, I just fell in love with it. I started hosting a show for elite sports betting. So that was an everyday show. So I really got in the, you know, in the groove. 
MLB Network reached out, so I started being a contributor on their show. Um, I did some stuff for MSG. So it's a fast-moving train. And then I got this offer to come out here in Vegas, and now here I am. Well, it's pretty cool, and uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I went to school for journalism, too, and uh, it's definitely one of those things where you, you just step your, dip your toes into one assignment, dip your toes into another assignment, and mm-hmm. one thing leads to another, and, and things keep popping up, and uh, it, it's cool the way it can call, kind of all come together like this. Uh, did, did you kind of, did you expect it to happen? Like, did you have a path? coming out of Newhouse where you thought like, okay, I'll be doing this. I'll be doing that because I mean, I can tell you, I went to temple and uh, you know, in Philly and then ended up moving out to Northern Minnesota to start a radio career. So you never would have, the thing that I noticed just coming out of school, wanting to do sports broadcasting is uh, you got to keep all your windows open because you never know where you might end up. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of have that path you did it and I did it in a way too. You know, I had, <laughs> I had like 13 internships in high school in sure. in college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a sideline reporter. I thought I wanted to be a news reporter at one point. And then I decided maybe I want to be in studio and now I'm doing the whole betting thing. So I kind of had that mindset when I was in college and even when I was graduating that I felt like even though I had done all of these roles, I worked at TMZ in Los Angeles, I worked at the Today Show, like I really got around there, you know, and I still didn't know what my passion was. Um, And I don't, I, I still don't, I don't think. I'm loving what I'm doing right now in betting, but I could definitely go back to some traditional reporting. I think the best part of being in this industry though is that they, are going to be almost 100% intertwined. If you watch any game or sports center, you're either going to see a FanDuel logo somewhere or a WinBet sure. logo, actually, yeah. now we have partnerships. Uh, a WinBet logo, or you're going to, they're going to talk about the odds right in you know the middle of the sports cast. So I think it's wide open in terms of opportunities. Like even play-by-play, I had a talent coach ask me, do you want to get into play-by-play? And I'm like, I could probably do basketball, which this is no disrespect for play-by-play people because it's definitely hard. But I think if I put the work in that I could maybe transition into play-by-play. For sure. Um, yeah, opportunities galore. I have a call with, I have college kids call me up and kind of email me and ask me if I have any advice. And I always tell them, I'm like, don't tell anyone that you are a sports reporter or that you're a sideline reporter. Just say you're a sports broadcaster. Right. Because you never know what kind of opportunity opportunities are going to pop up. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of been my mindset this whole time. So specific with WinBet now, let's talk a little more about the partnership with Blue Wire and kind of your role, uh, what you started doing with WinBet and how things came about where uh, Blue Wire was kind of the right fit for you guys. Yeah. Oh, God. I love the guys at Blue Wire. <laughs> Kevin Jones, who, you know, he's the head of it all. He right. is. Such an awesome guy. I met him, I think it was like two weeks ago when I got to see the studio for the first time. Have you seen the studio in Vegas? I have seen some videos of it, yeah. Oh my God, the thing is unreal. So whoever's listening to this, if you go to the win, definitely make sure you check out Blue Wire Studio. It's right by the little buffet spot. Um, You walk by and it's, from ceiling to floor, glass walls. So you can see right into the studio. We have this giant table. We have 
four seats, big mics. We have like six cameras in there. <laughs> it's like an ESPN studio. It's unreal. We have a whole, um, you know, like control room. We have an EP. We have a makeup room. We have a sitting room outside. They put so much work into the studio. It's absolutely beautiful. And when I was going through the interview process, I had talked with the Blue Wire folks first before the WinBet folks. And I was convinced like within our first interview and I hadn't even seen the studio just based on kind of their vision. And of course they already have a ton of great podcasts in their network right now. Um, so the idea of just kind of being a part of that was super exciting. And then they showed me the studio and I was like, all right. <laughs> that was I like, can get used oh, to this. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get back in studio, you know, because everything is, well, I don't know if it's going to go back now with COVID coming back, but everything I was doing every day, I was just in my office, you know, working from home, doing all of my hits from home, which I don't want to say it like took the excitement out of it, but being in the studio is just a different experience. So the fact that they had a studio and that it is this nice and that it's in, in the wind and people can walk by and, um, you know, we can interact and have guests on because there's always guests coming through the wind. That was really exciting to me. Um, and just everything that WinBet is doing right now. I don't know if you you guys have seen it, but if you go onto our Twitter or you can just type in Win on Google, WinBet on Google, you'll see we just put out a commercial. Ben Affleck, Melvin, Melvin Gregg, we have Shaquille O'Neal, we have Ocho Cinco, we have a ton of guys. We call it a roster, our team, but we have a ton of guys on our brand campaign. So that's huge. We have a ton of big names kind of headlining WinBet. So sky's the limit for Blue Wire and WinBet for sure. So one of the cool things that we wanted to get you on here to talk about was just the kind of neat little offerings that you guys have been putting out there at WinBet for your customers. And I do think that that is important with how big sports gambling has gotten to be able to put some stuff out there that you're not going to find everywhere else. Uh, there's one that our producer Alex sent me, you get Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, Stefan Diggs, and Cooper Cup mm -hmm. to have more passing, rushing, receiving yards than Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, Debo Samuel, and Devontae Adams. Obviously, you could probably pick players like that and, and just make your own little prop, and, and that's what you did. When it comes to those kinds of offerings and just things that you wouldn't see everywhere else and trying to zig when everybody else is zagging what can you tell us about the brains behind putting some of those up and how you determine what they're going to be because once you open that can of worms there's certainly plenty of avenues you could travel down absolutely i have to say it is so far the coolest part of my job getting to work with the traders we literally have a group chat <laughs> you know it's all the odds makers and me and i'm like and of course and, and my teammates but We'll talk about what's going on. You know, obviously we'll talk about what's going on. We're talking about the Newton release right now. Um, and we'll just start brainstorming. It's like, no, no idea is stupid. You know, just throw out there what you think might be a good prop. And so I'll just throw out ideas and some of them are gonna catch and everyone's gonna say they love them. Some of them maybe will say they're not gonna really work because it's more information based. Um, but if you haven't gone on the WinBet app for whoever's listening, definitely check it out because we have more than 100 props right now. And I mean, it's growing. Anything you could think of. And, it, and it's not just who's going to win MVP, who's going to win the NFC East. You know, it's, it's not just who's going to have the most passing yards. 
we have, I like to call them more fun ones. You know, we have this series called Next Step, which is probably one of my favorite. We basically just looked at all the rookies from last year, compiled their stats, um, and and predicted who's going to take that next step, who's going to have a breakout second year. So I think that's probably one of my favorite. Um, I'm looking at it now. And like the one you mentioned, we have com- we have a ton of combos. <laughs> when you look at it that way, there really is a million different ways. Right. You, can, you know, there's a million different bets that you could make. And I think that maybe not every book does it. Everyone knows they can do it, but but our book and our odds makers actually take it to the next level, which is awesome. Um, you can have most rushing plus receiving, McCaffrey plus Chubb at plus 150. Like, and that's the best part too when you have all these options to get Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb at plus 150 for most rushing and receiving. Like, that's good value right there. You know, so we have a ton of good value options on here. Um, I'm just looking at them all now. Most receiving yards, Kelsey plus Dallas, Kittle plus Andrews. Like, there's so many fun ones. I could be on here forever. I literally did this for like 12 hours on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and what do you think the importance of it in today's spaces to have this kind of innovative offerings out there and to be able to get some more uh, content out there that you wouldn't see everywhere else and just to differentiate because – it has blown up as an industry, sports gambling, and to the mm-hmm. point where you talked earlier about people not maybe not knowing a money line or not knowing what a spread is. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like that general knowledge has gone way up the last couple of years, even if people aren't, you know, betting daily or aren't a customer of a sports book. You put on ESPN, you put on, you know, FS1, and on the ticker on the bottom line, you're seeing the spread, you're seeing mm-hmm. the money line. So it's just hard to avoid. And I think for that reason, it's really important to differentiate your content as a sports book and find some stuff that we just talked about. What can you, what can you say about the vision that you guys have over there at WinBet where it, when it comes to the need to find some different content and hopefully as a result bring in more customers? That is 100% the driving factor. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you guys all know what Slack is. So we have a Slack and we have maybe like 10 different groups and in each one, you know, whether it's traders, we just have one for social, we have separate groups, but it's the same idea in every single one. The question is, how can we be different? So maybe we'll send in ideas and we'll, and we'll show what FanDuel is doing and we'll show what, you know, these other books are doing. So yeah, we want to do something similar to that, but how can we be different? And we have people working 24 seven, kid you not. I talked with people 24 seven all weekend while I was working, they were working. Like we are constantly pushing new ideas. And I think it can be really easy for a book to just look at the other books and see what odds they have and see what markets they have and just go with that, which yeah, that can kind of, you know, I'm sure they can survive on that because people just like to put their money down regardless. If If they can get value a little better somewhere else, shop around, that's great. But are you going to find over 100 props like the ones that we have here? Probably not. So I think that's what definitely makes us unique. And 100% that is the driving factor in everyone that I work with in the traders and odds makers, especially. So I do wonder, as we're on the way out here with Claudia Belfado from WinBet, uh, shoot her a follow on Twitter at CBelfado TV. When it comes to 
the news side of this too and the cam newton news breaking as we talked about at the beginning of this uh, how much do you guys try and get out in front of some of the news like maybe as we talked about last week there was some stuff going on and and the pats and cam seemingly were at odds and Mac was playing well in practice and looking good in preseason games. When it comes to the behind-the-counter odds-making side of all of this, tell us a little bit about how you guys at WinBet, like how do you factor some of this stuff in, whether you see a report of you know some sourced speculation that somebody's putting out there of, hey, this player's looking good, that player's looking good, and obviously you don't have any tangible evidence of it because the season hasn't started yet, but these things can factor into how you hang numbers and how you make odds uh, and things like that. So uh, I actually have said this to a lot of people. It's, it's, it's weird to think we've gone the whole preseason and all the buzz early was on Lance and Fields. And now Mac Jones is going to be thrown right in there. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence is one who nobody's really talking about as much. And he was the can't miss number one overall prospect. And obviously Zach Wilson was the number two pick and nobody's saying a word about him. So I just want to know a little bit more about, your process over at WinBet when it comes to these news tidbits that come out and how it impacts the gambling space? Yeah, so I think there's definitely a line that you try and not cross when it comes to this because you don't want to change the odds totally based. If, if it's just an information-based bet, so like, for example, one of the ideas I had, and I mentioned that chat that we're kind of just brainstorming, I was saying, is there a way that we can do like, whether it's a yes or no bet or some sort of odds on who takes the first snap for those specific teams. And basically the conversation around that was for the majority of it, that's really just like he said, she said, and you don't really know what's going to happen until right. week one, but because there was kind of a lot of questions around it and, and it was more information based than something the guys could put stats together for, it was something that we didn't decide to put out on the market, you know? So I think it definitely comes down to, and you know, I'm not an odds maker. I just am in this one group chat. I'm sure okay. they have a million sure. separately by themselves, right. but from what I know and from the one um, trader that I talk with most, that's kind of how he looks at it. And I think that's good, a, a good example of maybe not having enough stats to, to back up a reason why they're putting a certain number on it. So lastly, I, I have to ask, I talked about the one specific one that I mentioned with the slew of about four players on each side, more total yards between the two. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Obviously, there's so many kind of neat ones to pick from. Is there one that stands out to you more than the others? Uh, this is so hard because That's I was question. <laughs> it really is like it's funny because I've been putting together a bunch of videos to release. I got to get these out before the season starts, but um, to to kind of highlight these markets and I didn't realize how much I actually loved them. So I'm struggling right now. I would say my favorite for passing, rushing, receiving combo. I'd probably go Allen. Yeah. Allen plus Jonathan Taylor and Kelsey and Chris Godwin. I'm getting that at plus 135. I think that is great value. The favorite is Brady plus Cook, Metcalf, and Robinson at minus 155. But I definitely see an edge with Allen, Taylor, Kelsey Godwin, 
and I will be putting a video out on that. So check out my Twitter because a full breakdown, it'll take too long for me to go through why, <laughs> because I do my research and it takes a while. Um, and then one more that I love. Um, oh, I really like the Vikings, Justin Jefferson at plus 300 for most receiving yards next step. I mentioned that next step. So basically it's just sure. sophomore player. So I love him there. Um, and I know you said one, but I also love uh, most, pa <laughs> most passing yard combos, Brady plus Justin Herbert plus 375. I absolutely love that play hammering that one. <laughs> well, there she is. Claudia Belfado from WinBet. Uh, we certainly appreciate you taking the time in what turned out to be a busy Tuesday morning. So give her a follow at CBelfado TV on Twitter. Shoot me a follow at Undercover Greg on, on Gambling Twitter. And of course, follow the podcast. Our producer Alex always trying to come up with a few funny tweets here or there at full underscore slate underscore pod. Claudia, thanks a lot for your time. Enjoy the season and good luck with Matt Jones. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. This has been another episode of Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. Everyone enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. And of course, please play responsibly.